You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Amazing. Well, hi, my name is Mark, Mark Ritchie. I'm Scottish. I don't know if there's anyone else Scottish in the room. No, no one. No one's willing to admit to that. Everyone's like, no, 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 we're not Scottish. I am... I've got a wonderful and exciting thing going on in my life because my daughter, 18 months ago, she got married. And she, uh, yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, and she, um, she got married to a Nigerian guy. Yeah, wow. He's called Gideon. He's called Gideon. He's an amazing guy and um, a phenomenal, phenomenal person. Love him greatly. And was one tiny little thing that's kind of causing a little bit of an issue, yeah? And I feel like your family, so I feel I can share that with you. And that is this. Um, yeah, there's this little thing, jollof rice, yeah? And <laughs> the issue is, is Nigerian jollof rice better than Ghanaian jollof rice? Ooh! And that is, that is the problem right there, yeah? Is it like when you start chatting rice, it all gets very excitable. And uh, I was kind of in a situation where I was kind of saying to my son-in-law, Gideon, maybe Ghanaian rice is better than Nigerian jollof rice. It was getting a little bit heated, and we had to kind of be like, do you know what? It is just rice, yeah? Let's all just calm down. It is only rice. And um, basically, I've decided that because I'm Scottish, I'm going to keep right out of it, and I'm just going to keep on eating haggis, yeah? That's the answer. But no, 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 he's amazing. Well, listen, I want to read um, from an amazing part of the Bible, Mark chapter 2, and uh, it's incredible words. You've maybe heard this story before, but I'm asking you to open your heart up to hear what God's saying. This is what the Bible says in verse 1. And when he returned to Capernaum, this is Jesus, when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like 
this. Amen. What an incredible, powerful story. And you know, the thing that I really want to communicate to you today is that these four men, they saw their sick friend. They saw that their friend was sick and they immediately realized that this friend needs Jesus. This friend needs to be in front of Jesus. And you know, I really want to urge you that you would reach out to the lives that need you so much. You know, because the people around your life, they need Jesus. Amen. They need the Lord. They need Jesus. Now, they're maybe not wandering around with a big t-shirt that says, I need Jesus. I doubt you go into Starbucks and you're in line and somebody turns to you and says, excuse me, do you know where I can find a savior? Do you know where I can find? No, no one is doing that. They maybe look okay on the outside, but inwardly, people need the Lord. People are broken and devastated. People are ruined and hurting and they need Jesus. And it's so important that we have this compassion that comes over us, that we then allow this compassion to motivate us, to absolutely motivate us to say, I want to get my world in front of Jesus. I want to get my friends in front of the Lord. I remember I prayed this prayer when I was a young man. He says, God, let me see people how you see them. And that is a powerful prayer. That really impacts you deeply because you begin to feel the pain that God feels. You begin to understand that God, His heart is broken over the people on your street, over the people in your family, over your friends. And it's like, wow, I'm urging you that you would make the most of this opportunity that is coming up. Yeah, I uh, work a lot with J. John. He is an incredible evangelist. I would say he's the premier evangelist of the UK. And he is absolutely wonderful at bringing people to that point of decision. And I want to urge you as a church to say, this opportunity is such a golden opportunity. Do not miss it. But do everything you can do to get your friends, your world in front of Jesus. Do everything you can do. Wow. Um, I've got a, a friend in Nottingham. And yeah, he's, he's just a couple of years younger than me. But he came to me a little while ago and he was like, Mark, um, I, I, this is a bit embarrassing, but I, I, I actually can't swim. So I was like, oh, okay. And he says, you know, I, I didn't get taught to swim as a kid. And I've never felt confident in the water. And I kind of splash around a bit, but I'm not very good. And he says, I'm telling you this because I think I'm, I'm going to go for lessons. But I'm a little bit in, intimidated by that. And I'm a little bit embarrassed. So I don't know. I says, no, no, mate, you should do it. It will be good. 
And he did. And we had a little chuckle because he said it was kind of embarrassing because, like, there was all these little kids and him, a fully grown adult, yeah? And they were all learning to swim together. <laughs> so I did, obviously, kind gesture towards him. I absolutely took the mickey out of him. And, uh, I, I, and it, there it was. And then, just a little while ago, something astonishing happened. I saw him on the news. I saw him on the news. And what had happened is incredible. Someone had fallen in to the River Trent and were struggling and drowning. And my friend, he jumped in. He went in and he got to the guy and he managed to get his head up and keep his head up. And wow, clapping, that is wonderful. Managed to keep his, I must pass that on to him, that you clapped him, you'll like that. And he managed to keep his, the guy's head up until the boat came and the boat was able to rescue him. And I was like, wow, I could not wait to speak to my friend. I was like, what is happening? You were in a blooming kiddies swimming class a while a minute ago and now you're saving people in the river what has happened and he says you know what I'm still not a great swimmer and I'm still actually find it really difficult but he says you know what I, I, this is absolutely true the need was greater than my inadequacies the need was greater than my inadequacies and I'm speaking to you today, church, and I'm saying, you know what? We all feel it. We've all got inadequacies. We all feel like we can't do it. Maybe you're sitting there and you're feeling like I've never been to Bible college. What if I talk to someone and they start asking me about where do dinosaurs fit in the Bible? Or where, you know, did Adam have a belly button? And you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, you're like, oh, we get overcome by these things. It's like, I, I don't know if I can share my faith. But I want to say to you today that the need is greater than our inadequacies. That we need to like step out in faith and say, people need the Lord. And I want to be someone that I'm not going to just lean into my feelings of inadequacy and feelings like I can't do it. But I want to make sure that I am getting people in front of Jesus. I also love this, that my friend, he didn't save the guy. Do you know what he did? He, he, he kept his head up until the rescue boat came. And I want to free us all today in this room. Is that, you know what? We do not save people. Jesus saves people. It's Jesus that does it. You don't need to worry about trying to save your family, save your neighbors, save your family. It's not praise the Lord. We only have to present our family and friends and world to Jesus. And Jesus does what only Jesus can do. And hallelujah, he is the one with the life-saving power. Amen. And then, I, I, I love this, the four men, they've got their sick mate on the bed. And then they get to the house and it is just packed. It's rammed. This Bible says there's not even room at the door. There's not even room anywhere for them. And you can imagine all these obstacles. And you could fully understand if the Bible then said, and the four men became discouraged and just took their friend back. That could easily have been the case. But no, these four men were not going to get put away by the obstacles. They were not going to stop because of the obstacles. 
And we, today, we face obstacles. Things that get in the way of us sharing our faith. Things that get in the way from us inviting people to this event in a couple of weeks' time. You see, the fear of offending. None of us want to offend anyone. We don't want to upset anyone. We don't want to be that guy or that girl that everyone's like, they're a Bible basher. Yeah? We're like, oh, I don't want to offend anyone. But I want to say, like I loved what they said in the interview, that we have got to get over ourselves. You see, I want to say to us, friends, that everyone, everyone in this world seems to be able to fly their flag and their agenda and say whatever they believe in, and everybody's okay with that, and yet the church keeps quiet. I'm speaking to your soul today and I'm saying it's time for the church for us to take courage and to stand up tall and to say, do you know what? This is our conviction and we believe in this wonderful God who can change your life. It's so true. Now we must not, we must not be judgmental. We must not kind of like lord over people. It's not about any of that. It's about introducing people, introducing people to someone who will change their life forever and ever. Hallelujah. I am, every now and again, you know, I mean, I have chatted to the Lord about this. I have chatted to God about this. I says, God, please, if you're going to say something difficult for me to hear, say it through somebody else. Don't say it through my wife. Do you know what I mean? But do you know what I'm saying? There's lots of people you could choose, Lord. You choose Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin speaking in my life. That's great. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't use my wife. But the Lord uses my wife. So what happened is that just before Christmas, really wonderful, and I give God praise for this. I was doing this huge, huge carol service. There's like thousands of people there, and 247 people made a response to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So incredible. And you know, everyone's excited. I'm like, how oh, so I get home? I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm telling my wife, and my wife's like, oh, yeah, that's good. She's like, um... But how about you maybe like share with someone, not with a microphone, not on a stage, not giving all that from a platform. How about just you and maybe share your faith where nobody else can see and nobody else is around? That's not God, is it? That's, that's not encouraging. And uh, I was like, oh, she's right. She's right. And I was like, oh. So I've been trying and then uh, I was in Glasgow recently, and they had me for a few days preaching, and uh, they put me up, the church put me up in a bed and breakfast, and I was there, and uh, I'd been there for a few mornings, and there I was this morning, on the Sunday morning, and there were two other ladies, two other ladies in the, having their breakfast, and I felt the Holy Spirit just nudge me and say, you need to speak up. It's like, oh, awkward, isn't it? It's awkward. You know, I don't know if you've ever had this debate with the Lord where you're like, nah, it's awkward. I'll do it when it's not awkward. And God's like, mm, do it now. Nah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if any of you, I mean, I'm a Christian, but I'm not one of those special Christians because I'm like there, I'm going like, you talk to them, yeah? I'm like, 
And I really felt it. And, and it, it didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel like, I thought, oh, I might offend him. And also it's a bit awkward to like say, oh, excuse me, ladies, but, you know, um, I'm actually speaking at a church down the road. Would you like to come and hear me speak? Yeah, it feels awkward. And I said all of that to God. I tried to explain to God why this was not a good situation. But he's still, no, he's, he's, he's for it. So I, I, I summoned up the confidence and like thinking, I don't know, you, I, you're probably much better at this stuff than me. I'm like, oh, wait till they've had the fry up. Wait till they've had the fry up. Yeah, now they're just on the coffee. That's good. This is a good moment. And I still says, oh, ladies. And there's that moment, that big pause where those ladies look up from the table. As if to say, what is this man about to say? What good can come from this man? So, oh. And I went, oh, um, I, I don't know what your plans are for today, but um, I'm actually speaking at the church just down the road. And I told them the time, I told them the place. And I says, you know what, what, what about you consider? It'd be wonderful. I would love to kind of get up and speak and I look out and there you are. And you're in the service. How about coming? And they're both looking at each other and they're like, well, well, you know, we've not really got stuff on this morning. Our thing starts this afternoon. And they're kind of like, oh, and they were like, oh, what kind of church is it? And I was like, oh, it's a good church. And it's like, oh, it's great. And then uh, and then I kind of was like, like, okay, well, I'll leave that with you. I'll leave that with you. Go up to my room and I'm like, shukura ba 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 Speaking in tongues, I'm praying. Then I can hear them come up the stairs and they're walking along the corridor. And I'm like, right across the wall. It's like, Jesus. And then come out, act like you're not bothered. Yeah, yeah, whatever. No, I don't even know if you're going to be there. I don't care. Yeah. And then basically get to church, go preaching, get up to preach. And they're there. They're right there. And one of them responded to God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Praise God. And I just, I just want to encourage you that, like, you know, like, like we've got to get past this fear of offending. We've got to get past this fear of, like, you know, that people are going to misunderstand and just be bold and confident. Some of us have got fear of getting it wrong. Fear of getting it wrong. I was chatting to somebody recently and they're like, oh, you know, I've, never, I've, I've not studied theology. And when I start chatting about my faith, I get worried that I might lead them into another faith. How are you going to do that? Start chatting and then they're like, oh, you've led me to Hinduism. He's like, Boom. So I don't think that's going to, I think you're going to have to worry about that. And it's like, um, so it's so important. I want to release you guys to understand that we talk about stuff all the time that we don't know every single nuance of. You know, I love football. I don't know every single rule. I don't know how the offside sometimes works. Nobody does. VAR does. And then it's like all these complexes, but we still talk about it. If you talk about politics, you know that you talk about it, but you don't know the full gambit of politics. And yet we still talk. When it comes to faith, you know, it's okay for you to talk about your relationship with God, about your relationship with Jesus. I want to release you that you do not need to know every single verse. And don't be afraid to admit that there are aspects of Christianity that you can't explain. But you, you can always say to someone, I'll find someone. I'll find the answer to that question. It's like, if, if that's really important to you, I'll, I'll find the answer to that. 
Because Pastor Martin would love to answer those kind of questions. He's just waiting for you, waiting for you to answer those questions. But you know, there are people, there are books, there are stuff that we can find that can help you to answer those questions. But we must not allow this fear to stop us from sharing our faith. Some of us, we have a fear that we don't have the capacity. We're busy. We've got a lot going on. We've got stuff happening. We've not got the capacity to do it. But I wanted to urge you, you know, if you had the answer to cancer, do you feel like you would be saying, I'm busy. I can't really share it with too many people. And yet we have got this wonderful, powerful, life-changing faith that is inside of us that, oh, we can always have that moment. We can always have that time where we can share with someone. And so I wanted to say, take the roof off your thinking. You see, those men eventually got on the roof and they buried them into the hole and then they lowered their friend in front of Jesus. And just as they took off their roof, I'm asking you to take the roof off your thinking. That limiting, limiting kind of faith where we think, oh, I've done this before, I've tried it before. I want to say to you, please, like, remove the limitations. Let's have faith to believe. Imagine if every one of us led someone to the Lord. Imagine if you were to invite two or three people to that event. How wonderful it would be. How packed it would be. I would love to think that J. John gets up to unpack the gospel and you're there with a few people from your world and they're listening and they're responding and we're giving God praise. It's like, wow, that we would take off our limitations. I'm going to dare you. Today has been called Dare to Share. And I want to dare each one of you that this week you would share your faith with someone. Even if it's only a couple of sentences or a couple of moments. I'm also going to dare you that you would ask five people to the J. John event. Five people. And let me just make it really clear. Not the same person five times, yeah? Five different people. You see, imagine... Because I really want you to hear this. I've written it down because I mean it with all my heart. Success is not whether they come. Success is that you invited them. Maybe all five will not come. But maybe two will. Maybe four will. Maybe only one does. But imagine just like those four men as they lowered their friend in front of Jesus and Jesus healed him. Imagine, wow, you sitting in, that, in this auditorium and J. John is preaching and wow, your friend responds to Christ. Can you imagine the power of that? Before um, I asked the band to come and help me, you know, I wanted to just share this with you because, you know, we do get fearful about this. We do get worried that how will people receive us. And I just wanted to encourage you with this. When I was a young lad growing up, I used to share a room with my brother. I don't know if anyone else used to share with a sibling. But it's like, oh, you need grace from a different place. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then my brother and me, when we were growing up, we used to get into quite a lot of fights. And I was 16 and he was 14 and we had a huge fight. And I mean, it was a proper fight. There was swearing, mainly from him. And it was like, 
It was horrible. There was blood. There was cut lips. It was, it was bad. And in the middle of this 16 and 14-year-old, two big grown lads fighting in the room. Suddenly there was little pitter-patter came up the stairs. It was my little sister. My little sister, she's nine. And she comes to the door and she opens the door. And we're fighting and fists are getting thrown and it's pretty bad. And my little sister at the door said, stop fighting. We're like two like big lads. We're not going to listen to this little whippersnapper. We're like, who is she? And like somebody, and again it was him, threw a shoe at her, yeah? It was like, we're in a fight, what's this? And then my little sister said these words. She says, dad sent me. Dad sent me. You need to know that fight stopped immediately, yeah? There was no longer a fight. I think somebody says, come on, we just need to break bread together. Let's have a laugh. We just need to put this right. Why is that? Because that little girl, why did she have such a big impact in that moment? Not because of her own strength, but she came in the authority of the Father. And you know what, friend? When you leave today, I'm not urging you and daring you to do something and you're thinking, oh man, you're not doing it in your own strength. You are in the authority of the Father. You come in the name of the Father. When you have that little chat in the workplace canteen, when you have that little kind of invitation and you build yourself up to it and you ask, I want you to know that you're not doing it in your own strength, but you're doing it in the strength of the one who has sent you. Father has sent you. And so as the band comes up, I just felt before I pray for us as a church that I just wanted to say, I talked about that story about the river and I felt that maybe there was one, maybe two people in the room today and when you heard that story, you were going, ah, oh, I'm not the one like jumping in trying to rescue someone. I'm actually the person that's, I'm drowning. I'm going down. I'm drifting away from God. I felt as I was praying this morning that there might only be one person. Maybe you've never ever made your peace with God. Maybe you're sitting in this room today and you've never raised your hand up to God. You've never done that response. And you're sitting here right now and you're like, I'm drifting further and further away from God. Well, we're just going to pray. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond to God in this place. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a tiny little prayer. And I'm going to invite you to pray after me. Don't say it out loud so everybody can hear. But pray it in your heart today. And then I'm going to say amen. And ask us to keep our head bowed. And I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to say, if you prayed that prayer, even though you might be the only one, if you prayed that prayer, then on three, I'm going to ask you to raise up your hand. Because in this place, salvation can come for you that you no longer need to drift away from God. Let's bow our heads in the presence of God. Why don't you pray this prayer after me? God, I'm sorry for drifting away from you. I'm sorry. Thank you that you sent the rescue called Jesus. I come through Jesus now.
and thank you that I am rescued. In Jesus' name. Amen. Never the heads bowed, eyes closed. I don't know where you're sitting today, friend. But I'm going to count to three. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask that you have courage to raise your hand so that I can see it today. God is in this place. Do not miss this moment. One, two, three. That's incredible. Incredible. Just keep your hand up so I can see it. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Thank you, Lord, for people responding to you in the name of Jesus. We pray that this would be the beginning of an incredible, incredible journey in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to just pray for this event. As an evangelist that God has chosen, I want to pray that, wow, salvation springs up from this house. Lord, I thank you for the great gift that J. John is to the church. And I pray, Lord, that as that salvation call goes out, that there would be multitudes come to faith, that salvation springs up all over this venue, all over this room in a powerful way, in the name of Jesus. Amen.